So are you getting bored with hearing each day about the US stimulus efforts and Brexit talks? Well, markets are moved by both again today and the mood is very much getting it done. Nancy Pelosi is hopeful the US stimulus will be sorted by the weekend and the UK and the EU are back to try to fix a deal after days of giving each other the strong silent treatment. It's Thursday, the 22nd of October 2020. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar continues its descent down 0.6% today. That's four sessions in a row that it's headed south. But this time, the Aussie dollar is doing well on the back of it, up 1.2%, 71.3 US cents now. And the pound, up 1.7%. You can tell what the headline is today from the price, can't you? Uh, the euro, up 0.4%. On stocks, well, not much enthusiasm. The Dow is up a bit. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ uh, having uh, about 03 or 0.4%, having spent a lot of the session in the red. Uh, a bit of a fall, though, for small caps. Bigger falls in Europe, down 1.9% for the FTSE 100 and 1.5% for the Eurostoxx 50. UK 10-year gilt yields are up five basis points, two basis points up for 10-year US treasuries. Uh, Aussie 10 years are up four and five for 10 years in New Zealand. And uh, a big fall in oil, uh, more than 4% for WTI. David DeGaris joins me today from NAB in London. Uh, where it's clearly all going on, Dave, that the Brits it is. and the Europeans... Lots of talks, Phil. Yeah, they're talking again. Michel Barnier says a deal could be within reach if there's compromise on both sides. That's a big if, isn't it? Yes. He's going to work day and night to get a deal, so talks are going to kick off Thursday, today, well, about Thursday their time. They're going to meet every day. Yes. So the pound has leapt up on the back of all of this. Yes. So, I mean, the, the story doing the press uh, this evening in, in, in the UK press now, Phil, as you say, is that they're going to have these intense talks. Um, they're going to have their own secretariat. They'll be, they'll, uh, so they'll be pushing texts, uh, revisions back and forward. Uh, they're going to stay in the tent, so to speak, until they get it all done, including working over the weekends. So, um, you know, this comes after, um, you know, all sorts of um, he said, she said type um, discussions recently. So maybe we are in the 11th hour now and the, this is the final run in. Uh, so once again, there's, there's a bit of goodwill on both sides, likely. So yeah. um, and I'm sure politically the prime minister here would love to get that deal done, be able to hold it up and see see what I've done. So You need to win it. Uh, you know, because he's he, – exactly. He, he, he's under some political pressure here, um, particularly over um, COVID and rising infections now and, uh, and, and what's happening up north. So yeah. uh, I, I think there's a, there's a big imperative on, on him to do that. So imagine if there is a deal, what that could do for the, uh, for the pound, uh, particularly, you know, yes. with, a, with a lower US dollar, because it's been, it's been hanging around the dollar 30 mark for a while now, hasn't it? But I guess yes. If, yes. if we see a deal, it could break out of that path. Well, when you say it's been hanging around the dollar 30 mark, it was below 130 when I came in this morning. Yeah. And here we are, it's in the high 131s. So, um, and and the market, and, and the, Sterling is just, you know, as we've spoken about in, uh, in my fellow podcast, has been no doubt saying, um, you know, it's just been completely headline driven, but it shows you the market is very sensitive, particularly on the high side for Sterling. So mm. you get little headlines popping up that the talks are back on, on and suddenly cable puts on another cent. So, um, you know, it could very, it's obviously um, vulnerable on both sides. But, um, you know, if they do get a deal, um, you know, it's going to be 135 uh, by the faster that you can, uh, 
you can blink an eyelid. So um, I feel like we ought it's, to, it's not at that point now. I, I feel like we ought to have a disclaimer in hushed tone saying, and remember, talks can fall apart as well as go up. Uh, so just remember that. Look, uh, the other great negotiation that's going on, we've seen a big movement in bond yields in, uh, up in the United States, and maybe that's because uh, people are thinking, well, maybe now there's going to be a, a couple of trillion dollars worth of, of new bonds yes. being issued. Nancy Pelosi reckons they can get a deal. She's still very hopeful on this uh, on this deal. Yes. One, I think $1.8 is the figure now that uh, she's punching for or pitching for, I should say. Yes. And uh, the new deadline, the weekend. Yes. So, um, of course, as we all know now, the election is less than two weeks away. So, mm. um, you know, there, there, there is that is still floating out there. That is that is still still out there very much. Phil, I think, you know, what we've seen in the markets there is that uh, bond yields are, are, are getting some support around these levels. You know, there was a time when, uh, the US 10-year was hovering around the 0.6. Well, seems to be getting support around the 0.8% type level now. So even if uh, the US Congress and uh, the administration can't put together a stimulus deal this side of the election, then I think the market understands that there will be a, definitely a stimulus deal after the election, whichever side wins. And, uh, you know, the, 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 that recent New York uh, Times poll suggesting that Biden is, is uh, you know, up level pegging with Trump on managing the economy and, and ahead on several other metrics that, that they, yeah. were, they were polling about, you know, suggests that, if anything, the risk on the stimulus is for a larger stimulus, not a smaller one. So, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you would expect that to support bond yields and you expect the US dollar to be heavy in that environment. And that's exactly what's happening. Uh, even yeah. though stocks have been choppy, as you mentioned earlier. Well, yeah, well, yes. So why is that? Because company results have been fairly good. Most mm. most have met their profit forecasts. Obviously, the tech companies have been doing exceedingly well. I mean, the only exception is, is Netflix. They've undershot their prescription uh, subscription predictions. Yes. Maybe they just need to make better TV. Bit hard to do when everyone has to socially distance. Maybe it that's is hard to do. Right now, yes. But look, shares and the US dollar. Basically, they're saying risk on. Uh, we've got the US dollar, you know, da- close to one percent down against yes. the yen as well, yes. and that, another yes. sign pointing in that that direction. So apart from COVID nineteen, which obviously is still going on, why why this mood today? Yeah, no, it's it's, it's interesting, isn't it? We've seen you know European mm. stocks have been weak, uh, weak today, uh, quite weak. Um, US uh, market opened softer. Um, it looks like it's sort of around square right now. So let's see how things go. But um, can't square that off yeah. exactly with what's going on with bond yields and and the currency markets. But certainly those two asset classes are playing to the stimulus idea very much so, yeah. Phil. Well, I, I guess, the, you know, we do have COVID-19 now. So seven countries have reported more than 100,000 new cases in the last week. Argentina, Brazil, Britain, France, India, Russia, and the United States. Mm, the UK, mm. almost 27,000 today. That's a big leap. I mean, there were 11,000 at the start of the month. And as you mentioned, you know, lots of lockdowns having happening in the north of England. Possibly, you know, London's you know, going to be next, probably. Uh, 2,000 in one day in New York, the most since May. Yes, yes. Uh, there was one report today in the US saying that uh, since late January to early October, there's actually been almost 300,000 more deaths than you typically get over that period in the United States. So whether it's COVID yes. as a result of COVID or a, a follow-on effect. So all of that obviously is having an impact as well because everyone's looking and saying, well, what happens next? 
Yes, well, I think there's, there is a sense on um, hearing what's been happening in the, on the local front here today. I think apparently the Prime Minister wanted to bring forward a, a three-year spending plan, Phil, and it seems that that idea has been shelved. Uh, the mm. Chancellor preferring, well, let's just focus on the first year and get that out of the way first. So, I mean, yeah. one, one potential read, <clears throat> read through there, Phil, is that... Um, Maybe they're thinking about, you know, what sort of fiscal policy, what sort of extra support, stimulus for the economy do they need in this environment? So, I mean, the government yeah. here has just, you know, been through a big spat with uh, the Manchester, Greater Manchester Mayor. So um, there's a lot of pressure and you can imagine there's some quite nervous uh, new Tory MPs from up that part of the world who are probably putting some pressure behind the scenes. Mm. So... That, that's all in. That's all very much in the mix. Well, as well, they must all be looking at the Australian numbers, the daily new cases, the average for the last week, sixteen. That's not a lot to worry about. I mean, so long as uh, you know, the problem, of course, is you can't reopen the tourist industry because those numbers will suddenly suddenly shoot up. So I mean, the, the, you know, still some of the uh, maybe not the symptoms, but still the problems no, in Australia. No. And, and on that, well, you, retail you, sales, yes. You, you, just before you get to retail sales. Uh, you can't open the international tourism industry, but you can allow the domestic tourist industry to, to reopen. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's where state borders come yeah, in, of well, course. Well, I mean, that'll go some way, won't it? Retail sales, though, yesterday for September, 1.5% for month on month. Uh, not that there was much of a response to those numbers no. uh, on the Aussie dollar. But uh, look, that number is... 5.2% up on September last year. Yes, yes. Uh, so um, I, I guess the Aussie is, is up because we've had the fall in the US dollar we've, uh, and we've had no bad news to pull it down. Really. I, I think that uh, the, these numbers are taking very much back seat now, Phil. So the Aussie is very sensitive mm. to the general risk environment um, uh, and all of that. Yeah. And, of course, we'll be sensitive to what the Reserve Bank does, you know, on Melbourne Cup Day. I think that'll be big, but... The 1.5% fall, look, it, it, it came after a pretty large fall in August, but you, if you look at the minus 1.5, you think, well, that must be all Victoria, right? In fact, all of the states, bar Northern yeah. Territory, were down, which was a bit of a surprise. And the sort of sectors you'd expect would be stronger during, if it, if it is sort of some sort of caution because of the pandemic and Victorian situation, food retailing was down, household goods retailing was down. They're the sectors that have been booming, really. Um, so mm. it, a little bit surprising. Um, but, uh, of course, the Victorian lockdown but, is, is not going to ease until well, November. So Yeah, exactly. And everything's getting distorted, isn't it? So if we look at UK inflation year on year, that's risen slightly to a massive 0.5%. Yes, uh, yes. Co core inflation is 1.3%. But we can't really pay too much attention. It's a bit like retail figures. It's hard to pay attention because, you know, these numbers are getting distorted by so many things, like of the price of are. food, supply levels, yes. supply chains, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and as far as the UK CPI is concerned, the last one was um, distorted by the eat out to help out, right? Yeah. So you saw subsidised prices. So yeah. there's lots yeah. of special factors involved, but I think the big picture is still, you know, the spare capacity in the economy and hard to see inflation going up in yeah. an on, an in on an ongoing basis in that environment. Well, we get uh, CPI numbers for New Zealand for Q3 tomorrow, so obviously the same caveat attached to that. Look, oil is down quite a lot today. We haven't spoken about that yet. Uh, over 4%. Um, 
because the largest increase in gasoline inventories in the US since May, according to figures from the uh, EIA overnight, uh, that's hit the Canadian dollar as well. So that actually stopped the US dollar from falling even further today. So that, I mean, that that is showing there are uh, there are consumption concerns, obviously. Maybe it's interesting to stack that up, isn't it, against what we're seeing in the US bond market and what we're seeing as far as the US dollar is concerned. But um, mm. if anything, it just might add a little bit more urgency if there is some sort of read through as far as U.S. gasoline is that demand is concerned. I mean, these these numbers, it, it, it can be very whippy, you know, stocks and uh, offtakes yeah. and so forth, and schedules and and all of those things. But nevertheless, it was it's been enough to to put a bit of a dent in the oil price today. Uh, we, yeah. we won't know whether that really means is that a bad reading for U.S. gasoline demand, or is it just you know special short term influences? Well, it might have some influence on that deadline for the weekend, though, for getting the stimulus deal. And throw on top of that, U.S. jobless claims tonight. I mean, that could add to the risk on mood, but also you know push yes. the impetus to try and get something done. Absolutely. Of course, for the week, the tenth of October, those numbers shot up from eight hundred forty-five thousand new claims to uh, to just shy of nine hundred thousand. Yes, yes. Week. Well, they've certainly stalled in recent weeks, so. We know that you know since the CARES Act, really, uh, um, the, the big unemployment um, enhancement boost ended. So um, that that's the concern of as far as uh, US job market is concerned. Yeah, well, they are probably the numbers to look out for, aren't they, tonight? And then otherwise, it's just how do those two sets of talks progress? The stimulus and Brexit both got just a few days to go. Really, uh, we'll leave it there for now, though. Great to talk. Catch you again soon. Thanks, Dave. Talk soon, Phil. Cheers. Uh, That's where we leave you for today. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again tomorrow morning. I'll see you then.